0: Was true to its work. Good RX was true to its work. I play the little women. One day I'm going to give me one.
1: Corner corner 12th Street Vine I'll be standing on the corner Corner 12th Street Vine With my Catholic City woman boy The whole bottle is of drinking wine I may take a plan I may take a train If I have to walk I'm going there just the same I'm going to Kansas City Kansas City Here I come They got some crazy little women women. One day I'm gonna Give me one I don't know when and where I'm gonna go City, here I come Going to Kansas City Kansas City Here I come They got some the little women One day I'm gonna get me one I'll be standing on the corner Corner 12 street Vine. 12th Street line With my cat city
0: woman while i the whole bottle is full of drinking wine.
2: My calculation, And this is M.C. Richardson, your host and executive producer, as well as your moderator for today's show with our all-star uh, youth person who's an expert on um, genealogy. Uh, her name is Cheyenne uh, Hubbard, and she'll be joining us in about a second. But on the same token, we my calculation said I was 589,224, but we're not going to do a um, uh, remembrance and dialogue because we don't want to do any memory. We want the people to get their vaccination so we can deter any other people who might be in the danger of uh, getting the, uh, the virus. Now, Cheyenne, how are you doing?
3: I'm doing fine, how are you?
2: Okay. And we got the Cheyenne uh, Is our host today, and she's a genealogy specialist, and she is putting together a business, LLC, uh, to do uh, genealogy, and she kind of explained it. Tell the people who you are, Cheyenne, ever.
1: Oh,
3: hello, hello, nice to meet everyone. Um, yes, my name is Cheyenne, and one of my passions is genealogy, right? I have made over a hundred trees in the past couple of years, and I have been connecting people with this family that they just didn't know about since, you know, people uh, get married and they lose their last names and they lose contact, and my business is called Connected Trees for that reason.
2: (laughs) Okay, that's great, and we got some people. Who else do we have on the line today? Okay, well her number is uh 639 She was anxious to get on, but we'll see. Let's do with this. Uh, Cheyenne, we have two ladies, and hopefully a third lady, that you're talking about connection as far as a family. A lot of times people say, that's my cousin, that's my uncle, that's my aunt, that's my grandfather, my grandmother. Then some people say, we're connected. Well, two individuals. Ms. Charlotte Jackson. Uh, She's says northern Texas. And we have the person who's a real pro, Janice Hammond. And between these two ladies, they have equipped my mind of so many connections in our family. And we'll start with the Richardson family. Well, let's do this. Janice, let's start with you on the Richardson, the cousins, and the people related?
3: Well, um, on the Richardson side, you know, that's what the, the males have, We have Brown, we have Shepherds, and we have some whole in there, too, that are related to us. And we also have Cowboys, and that's the, the large portion of our family on the Richardson side. And the funny thing is that we go back. Roof and catcher, and what happened in, in that area, small area. A lot of the family members married brothers and sisters of um, other people who were married. So it's a very, you know, when people come in from catcher, I automatically say somehow we're related, and that's probably ninety percent true. And one of the things that my mother tried to do, and and it's been for several of our family members, they tried to orally and write down some of our family history. Not that kind of gives us a connection, but it also taught us about some of the things that our family members did back in the day. As simple as protesting so to uh, going to college, be the first black person to go to a predominantly white college. So not only did we get the, the linkage of the family and why you know we have so many families that we're still connected to, but also a little bit of history of our family. We try to share that to keep the connection together, such as my uncle JP introducing his first cousin on the call side to his wife's side of the family, meaning that we have several cousins who are double here. And I think that's very common for a lot of African-American families where from the South mainly, where uh, a family member or two, they marry to uh, a family member. I know from my father's side, it's very similar to that where my grandfather remarried two cousins after after both, when my gra- my great-grandmother passed away, uh, he married one of her cousins on the mother's side. And then when she died, he married one of the cousins on the father's side. And people ask, why did you marry your first wife's family member? And his, his response was basically, thought that they would treat their kids better
0: versus some sort of stranger.
2: Okay, we're just getting started. And also, I just want to tell the people that we've been working on the Catcher Arkansas. And I was shocked and amazed when I tried to connect up with the Arkansas A&M and N, And they were familiar with Catcher any of that information. Although most of their professional staff, they're probably on the spring break. But also, I want to say hello to Joy over in Manila. And we just want to tell the people, oh, I need your help. If somebody wants to connect on uh, FergusonUSAHotTalkRadio.com on the home page to retrieve, so let's say, April the 3rd and April the 24th, how can they do that? Uh,
4: they go to our website, which is uh, also our website, uh, station site. Uh, that's Frigerson USA HotTalkRadio dot At USA When you get there, you go to our homepage. You go to the homepage and come down to our podcast library. And once you get to the podcast library, you'll see all of our show all of our shows in sequence, from the, uh, starting with the day shows all the way back to August of the last year. And
2: then from there you can download you know, that particular show and be able to you know uh, listen to it. Uh, and also we can also be seen on YouTube and also on Facebook, and also live. And the smartphone and the iPhone, but I just wanted to share that with the the people. Primary, since we're talking about ketchup, which a lot of people are not familiar with, we're going back over a hundred years. Of uh, the Rickerson, the Ferguson, the Cogs, uh, and Janice can have some other people. We got that young lady, and I keep, I know she's from northern Texas, but I keep forgetting that area, uh, Janice, where we had our reunion at in Texas. Frisco. Frisco, Frisco. Yeah. Okay, do we have Miss Shirley Jackson?
3: Yes, Shirley here from
2: Frisco, Texas. Okay, Miss Jackson, ladies and gentlemen she has a catalog she got ancestry she got all kind of stuff in between miss jackson and miss hammond's you got a wealth of information so shirley let's tell them how you got involved and all the connection the browns the richardson the Cog and the etc well i grew up in uh, the little rock
3: area, a little community called Sweet Home, and I grew up living next door to my grandmother who was named Minnie Neal, N-E-A-L Porter, and she had been born in, well, all we ever knew was Van Buren, Arkansas, and I don't know what happened to her parents, but at a young age, she was living in the home of her aunt and uncle, the Hicks, and she Eventually, married my grandfather who was from central Arkansas from the Little Rock area. I have no idea how he met her if he was in Van Buren and met her and married her and moved her to Little Rock. So I grew up not knowing anything about her family, not even her mother's name, my great-grandmother. So after retiring about 12 years ago, I joined Ancestry, did the DNA test, and start building a family tree. And I did locate my grandmother's birth certificate. Um, her death certificate, which listed her parents' name. And so I just began working from there. I never heard a catcher until I became affiliated with um, uh, Mr. Richardson's show that he invited me to listen to the podcast. I'd never heard of catcher, but that's where my great-great-grandfather, mother, and third-great-grandmother lived. And they appear in the 1880 census in that area. So Uh, I'm learning on a daily basis. And she also, uh,
2: Janet, (coughs) uh, she was familiar with uh, J.T., your uncle, J.T. Richardson, and... She has information, even death certificates. I think your grandfather, my uncle, Ernest, uh, provided some information too. Now, a lot of people are not cognizant of what's going on or how they should best uh, for get started in doing this. But talking to you two ladies, you ladies are very guilt, gifted, <laughs> not guilty, <laughs> gifted, <What? laughs> entertaining much needed information. And just want y'all sharing and then, I know we're not gonna leave you out, uh, Cheyenne, because you've been able to track down people that we didn't know. You tracked down my my father, Milton I. Richardson, who had been married to Florence Davenport in Jacksonville, Florida. And I didn't know he'd been married three times and have divorced nobody, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was, Left Cheyenne, and I, I'm sorry, I'm going to apologize to her publicly. I was telling people that this young lady is 24 years old, and she's a genealogist. She quickly corrected me and said, I uh, said, I'm 20 years old. So I got that straight from her. But this is something that Janice uh, and also Shirley, you can enlighten us with different things that you have been coxing up. And just like on Janice, her mother, my cousin, Emma Sue, she every day since uh, Emma Sue, while she was still alive, she lived with Janice in New Jersey. So she kept her filled with information about the family. Uh, I I, 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 think, um,
3: I think that, you know, uh, Ms. Jackson, if you can, you, one of the things I'm curious to know is that is your mother's from uh, Ketchum, Arkansas, your great grand- grandparents. What's the connection? Are they Richardson? It's like about 10 no. 12 that lives up there. Oh, they were brown, Brown. And, and, and uh, my grandmother, when she was 17 years old, since her mother and father were, who knows where they were. I, I assume they were deceased. But she was living with her mother's sister um, Rebecca Brown and Arnold Hicks, her uncle. So the Hicks come into this in, um, in a lot of different ways. So they were Brown, and I, I wanted to mention, too, that one of my uncles, uh, one of my aunts, Eula Brown, married one of the Cogs. It's the branch of the Cogs that went to Milwaukee. Right. That branch. And so and and, and my great grandfather was Richardson his sister married a brown and and then it was uh, my mother had I don't know if you know Marquita Patricia and then they are uh, also like double canned brown from the mother's side and on the father's side okay well and I, I started working with uh, um, a family member out of, out of uh in Kansas, but she was married into the Browns and she was putting together the connections and went all the way back with the sisters from
2: the Richardson side, married into the Browns. Hmm. So, since we're on the Browns, the fella that we all know, all pro uh, football player, <clears throat> uh, Jim Brown, I approached him and I guess he figured I was up there wanting some money for my son, so he denied it. But you probably can straighten us up on that, uh, Janice, that his father from Fort Smith. It's, uh,
3: uh, well, this is, how it, this is how it happened. When everyone got out of Texas, they went to Van Buren, Fort Smith, or uh, they went to Kansas, southern part of Kansas, or to Oklahoma. And Jim Brown is related to us um, his, from uh, his father's side of the family being a brown that related to his great-great-great-grandmother's Richardson. Hmm. Okay. so so that's how he's related, but the Browns was a prominent family in that area because it seems like, I'm learning today, I didn't realize that he had some Browns on the Cog side also. Mm-hmm. I've you seen they say. married several Richardsons, but I didn't know they married Cox too. Right, I've seen two different uh, connections where they married into the Cogs. I'm not home right now where I could go to my family tree, but I did want to mention that um, I inherited an old purse that belonged to my grandmother. Uh, She was born like 1883, and I had a purse that had some old letters, uh, one from Ora Ferguson Richardson. That's my grandmother. It is. I have a letter that she sent, one or two letters she sent to my grandmother back in the early 60s. I've got them posted. I've got copies in my family tree called the Stallings Family Tree. S t a l l i n g s. I Yeah, was, I was, and it's just so funny that you're saying that. And we're having a conversation because um, I know Mahaley Jackson married. Jackson before one the darkest dogs and my all person was related to the Jackson. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And, and uh, her mother died at a very young age, and so uh, that Jackson's side of the family is her mother's side of the family. Okay, because she always referred in her letters to my grandmother as cousin. Yes. and I was searching to try to determine how they were related. Yeah. And and then I discovered, well, she married a Richardson, and um, so I thought perhaps that's the connection. So it's also a connection. Jackson, and it used to be uh, the guy, her first cousin, married Mahalia Jackson. Because I was trying to figure out how Haley Jackson was related to it. her. Right. It was her husband who was related to her. Okay. Small world. Yeah. yeah.
2: I, I know, uh, Cheyenne. You're not going to be left out there not saying nothing.
3: Uh, well, no. So I was going to ask, uh, Ms. Dennis, so your your grandparents' names is Ernest and Oral Richardson, right? Right. So who are your parents, just um, to be clear? Alma, Alma Sue Richardson is my mother, and that's where it comes from. Okay. Okay. And, um... Did you ever, uh, Miss Shirley, did you ever find out how you are exactly related to the Richardson? Or is it just in the same area through marriage or something like that? Um, so far, all I found was uh, the fact that my grandmother's cousin, Laura Ferguson Richardson, was married to uh, Ernest Richardson. And someone... I'm not sure who it was, I believe they were from Kansas and they were working on a family reunion. They sent me pictures. It was a group picture with Aura, her husband, and other family members. And I also have a picture that Aura sent to my grandmother saying, here's your cousin, JT. And he is pictured in uh, like a military uniform with yes. kids. and She sent that picture. <laughs> and I think I even posted the back of it where she says, here's your cousin, JT. And then I have another picture uh, that someone sent me uh, of JT. That's, sure. that's, my, that's my uncle JT. And okay. But I, I do know that the Jacksons are related to us. Um, my grandmother's are Richardson's side. Okay. I know that for a fact, cause I, When I was 18 years old, I didn't know anyone, but I was graduating from high school, and I had a job. And I sent out literally 500 graduation cards, hoping that you know, everyone in would give me $10 or more. And I had one of the one of the persons who wrote me was Marvin Jackson, who lived in Portsmouth, Arkansas. And I never forget it because he just said, "I don't know who you really are, but based on what you." your name is and who your mom is I know that you are related to me and he started telling me the history about his family and uh, I know that there's some Jacksons who are still in the Fort Smith area that are related to us and uh, like I said one of them was married to Haley Jackson and the rest one of them I think he was like a a, a piano in a church in Fort Smith Arkansas but that it's always been a mystery with me because when family members died at an early age, that history never gets transferred to the next generation. Mm -hmm. And so you're kind of left there like, well, what happened, you know? And, you know, when you start reading some of these stories back then, it's kind of sad because usually it's a story where they were on the road and someone decided to run them off and because they were of color, nothing was done. Mm Or they went to a war to fight a country that they couldn't get at the, the countertop, you know, so it, um, it's, never, it's never one of those stories where it's like, you know, they live an old age or something like that. It's just, it's, you know, and during that time, it wasn't uncommon for aunts and uncles and grandparents to raise their grandchildren and niece and nephew why, they, why their parents would go north and try to find a different life you know that get sometimes that gets missed on how important that is. But uh, but I don't really want I know we have thousands of people listening to us, so I don't want it only to be about uh, our family, but I think it's more important now for for you to know your family, you know, uh more than ever. I think mm-hmm. I think And I would be I I had to get off of Ancestry.com because you could spend hours. But I know one day I was introducing my mom to this and I started at 6 o'clock at night and we were still going through Ancestry.com at 9 o'clock in the morning and we didn't even realize that we, we, we didn't even go to sleep. That's right. Uh, I wanted to ask you, this is Shirley. I wanted to ask you, Janice, was your mother Alma Sue and JT sisters and brothers? Yeah. Okay. Well, I would have that all in my tree, but I'm not home, otherwise I'd have my tree open at yeah. this time. But I'm, I'm sure I've gathered in there. I'm familiar with the name. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll definitely give you a call, because I would love to get some of those pictures. Yeah. Okay. And you may be able to recognize, maybe even your mother is in this picture. Um, I re- In the letter that Ora sent to my grandmother, years ago. She was inviting her to come to uh, Fort Smith. She said, because I don't think I'm going to Kansas this year, and I understand they gathered there for one of the holidays. Could Yeah. Every year. She every, said she, every, every, every year. Going to be. Yeah, that's
2: true. Mm-hmm. Well, Janice, why don't you do this, and then I think Miss Jackson, uh, and then, uh, well, really, Cheyenne is really familiar. Tell us about the catcher situation. A lot of people who are probably just listening for the first time don't know how to retrieve that information. I'm quite sure I would tell them again how they can uh, go back on the home page, uh, FergusonUSAHotTalkRadio.com, on that website, on the uh, uh, what is that hours at the podcast uh, library.
4: Okay, but by the way, my angel is on the call also, but, but to uh, be able to uh, retrieve the information, go to uh, FergusonUSA, hottalkwheel.com, that's all one word, and you get to go to our home page, and you just go down to our podcast library. And there you look for MC Richardson just to come to Kansas City. And you have Ronald Arsh- excuse- all of our shows going back to uh, August of last year. And that's MC Richardson. So
2: just guess come to came City, and all those to be found on our podcast right there. Okay, since so we've been joined by uh, Angela Richardson-Seville, hello, Angela. Hello to all.
3: How are you doing today?
2: Okay, well, you know, you have uh, your relatives, a connection. You got uh, Janice on the phone with us. We got... Um, uh, <laughs> Gyanne on the phone, we got Miss Shirley Jackson out of Frisco, Texas. And they got a wealth of information. Uh, um, and I wanted to say that I
3: actually have seen Miss Jackson's information on Justice.com. Like I've seen the letters she references, uh, maybe a couple weeks ago. Okay. I've been lurking on, the, on your page because I like, get a lot of information over there, so. <laughs> and I was wondering, like, excuse <laughs> me. So thank you for gathering. I mean, I know it takes time, and, you know, Jen's always just had a lot of information. I just never know. I mean, it's just so much, so many people, so much information. I really appreciate it, that you guys have worked on getting those informations together for family members to go and, and look at them. Like, I I've never met Miss Jackson. I didn't even know who she was, but there was a lot of information out there, and it was great to see it. Well, thank you very much. And I just wanted to add, too, that Ancestry has recently begun uh, uploading birth certificates, death certificates, and the actual marriage license for people uh, who were living back in the day. Initially, we didn't have that, but it's really surprising when you can see your great grandmother's death certificate or birth certificate. Yeah. It's amazing. You know, you know, it's amazing, but it also one thing. Uh, you know, I work in cyber security, and we all have to be careful when we use this data. Because sometimes when people are
0: setting up credit applications, and they ask, "What is your
3: what is your maiden name? or What is your mother's maiden name?" A lot of information. You know, a lot of people like on the fence. Well, don't put too much information on there. Mm-hmm. You know. Or if you're fine for something you may you know, because let me put it this way. They asked me my mother's nickname, name and I wrote down um she's this is hypothetically, Williams, but I knew her mate name was Jackson. And now when I try to get credit to something and they try to do that check to see if I can answer all the questions correct, I always fail. So they always have to come to me and I have to manually go and apply for something because I, you know, I work in private security for quite some time, I know how easy people can take your data and open up credit in your name, and how they can tap into your computer based on just knowing a little bit of information about you, like your email. You, know, you can send something to the email and say, hey, I can't remember my user ID or password, and all you have to do is know a little bit about the person and answer, where were you born, the year you were born, and all that information can easily be stolen. And, and then you can get, once you get into Gmail or into one of these Yahoo accounts, you can use that to access some of your other stuff that you wouldn't even think. You can go into the bank. So, in so many ways, it's a good thing with answer, Ancestor.com, but we, just like the business, have to be confident that it can work against
2: you. Well, for the benefit of the people that essential, is to uh, join us. And how are you connecting Ms. An- Angela Richardson-Seville? And who were your parents? Can you say that?
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> well, I'm definitely related to Miss Janice. Um, that would be my closest, because I think on the phone. Um, my mother was a, Mi- a Richardson, and her father was Ms. Daniel Richardson, who was the son of Ernest, and um, they loved the So.
2: I just come through on my mother's side of the family. And those Daniel children, they got they got what, about two or 3,000 of them? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have that many cousins. <laughs> Ladies and you know, gentlemen, if you just tune in, what we're doing, like a family connection, uh, about how the different families are connected, uh, regardless whether they get married and move their husband name to their uh, name, a lot of them fail, which is a shame, to move their last name or their maiden name to their middle name and that way for people trying to do a family reunion, whatever. But Alma Sue kept a record of everybody. Well, I think the day she came out of Lincoln High School in Fort Smith, she, she was able, and then her cousin, what they used to call Miss Hollywood, Gwendolyn, Gwendolyn uh, Richardson, I know they, they kept up the date on everything. But, 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 but the thing is, our family
3: is life-born, right so there's letters, that, like Ms. Jackson mentioned. there are also Bibles that have family history in there. You know, you go look at some of the Bibles, sometimes I go into like uh, old books. Old books, and I look in there, and you can see where people, when they in the first part of the Bible, they write down the, the lineage of their family. And now, uh, Ancestor.com has made that much easier because it's all online, and you can do it much faster. But it's there. But um, I think, I think, I think, it's, like i said, it's a wonderful thing to know who you're related to.
2: And if you're out there, you're a first time listener, you want to find out something. You can go to the YouTube, and also the Facebook, it'll say, guess who's coming to Kansas City, MC, Re- and just type in your question, and someone on this show will try to answer it.
0: Mm-hmm. So, um, I have a
3: question for um, all of you, basically. Uh, when was the last time you've been around the Fort Smith, Arkansas area? Um like the Van Buren area as well. D uh, or have you been there? You've been really? there like less like than in, uh, in two thousand and our last family reunion was there. We were oh, it was in two thousand and eighteen. Um, okay. for- <laughs> Unfortunately
2: the last time I was there was nineteen fifty eight when I went to uh Ketcher, that's four miles from Van Buren, twenty eight miles from Fort Smith and that was my sister Geraldine had passed away, but everybody down there related. I used to think everybody in Arkansas related. And we not only got some COG relatives up in California and, and um, up in the Wisconsin area, but we also got one of our state uh, representatives, um, what's his name, Angela? Jay Richardson, and he is the uh, from the 48th no, what's now? Seventy-eighth district and fourth as a state rep.
3: Wow. I'm this quite sure all you. Big family.
2: I'm quite sure y'all have a lot of questions, and don't do like I normally do after you hang up. And say, "Oh, I should have asked that. I should have said that." Here's your opportunity.
3: So, Oh, I was going to also ask. Um, did you get any family stories uh, that really stuck out to you when you, like, growing up from your, I don't know, your grandparents or parents? Well, I, I, I was, I was two, it, it, it's three stories that I will tell you that I'll never forget. The cancer story, that kind of came, you know, I saw all these papers my mother had about the oral rights and all that. I didn't get it together. And at that time, everybody Everyone who was African American. Was kind of ran off the the property. We had a big thing on my father's side in in Atlanta, so it didn't really. It it, it kind of made the list in my last three years, but the the one that made uh, the one that the the three that was on my other kids that stayed with me was uh, a story of uh, my aunt being sick. Now, poor Richardson was not the mother. Her name was Bernice Griffin Richardson. You know, she was my grandfather's daughter, but she was raised by my grandmother. She got real sick, and my, I heard the story from three different people, and my Uncle Eddie was sitting there watching my mom and his little brothers and sisters, and he saw a lady come from up the road into the house, and the lady was sitting there next to my aunt. And then when she left the house, my mother went to, my, my grandmother went to go see who the lady was that was sitting in the room with uh, Bernice. And, cause she was like getting, preparing some stuff, to, like some ice and stuff to, to, to get her temperature down. She uh, she looked up, up and there, you know, there was, an Eddie said, oh she just left. And she ran out the door to see who it was and the lady started walking up in the sky. And me then, of course I am I'm like, I don't believe this story. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. You know, this is something they made up. You know, told me what kids is. What a shame. And uh, that was Bernice's mom. And we had, a, I took my mother down to Fort Smith one time. You you know, you can usually take her down. And she was visiting this one lady, I can't think of her name, but she was a cousin. She was a, uh, a, a rich friend. And she was the same age of my believe, she was 18 years older than my mom. And she said, Oh, and so you must have been young, but do you remember that day that Bernice's mother came to visit her when she was real sick? And I turned around and looked at this lady who seemed like she she went to church every day. And I just looked at her and, and stunned to hear her mention that story that I heard at a young, young age. I also, one of the stories that I heard at a young age was that during that catcher incident, you know, some of the relatives, you know, went to the Indian Reservation. And that's how some of them ended up in Oklahoma and Kansas. And then a portion of them went to California and they were passing. They were passing as white. Oh, wow. And I remember my Aunt Mary and they were talking about it. And she was telling her, her daughter was me what she was telling us how, she would let her come visit her, but she wouldn't let Geneva, because Geneva didn't pass. I one, one set of family members that are in California that's been passed since the 40s and 30s, and I always wondered whatever happened to them. And with this Ancestry.com, this DNA, will it ever be exposed that some people who are thinking they're 100% white will find out that they are up a percentage of them that's Mm-hmm. So, uh, I have a question, so, with the Bernice story, right, her her mother passed away is what happened, right? No, her mother passed away when she was
0: a kid. Yeah, when she was younger.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And she was sick, when she was like 13 or 14, she was like, you know, 14 or 15, and she had, she had something where she had, um, uh, uh, a, uh, she was uh she had some type of she had something where she had a fever was real high. Mm. And then to get her fever down. Oh, okay. And so you yeah, know, and I I did real interesting know, story. So, <laughs> yeah, it's hard to believe something like that. And then when you hear it from different family versions of what happened, you know, you go like, Well how did you, I mean this lady didn't you know what well, she remember that, you know. You know. You know that At one time, my mother told us that she saw her grandfather's plans walking down the street. The day that he died, she was on the front porch and they were playing, and she said she saw her
0: grandfather's plans coming down the street, and she ran in there to get her mom, and her mom came out that he should have been here by now, and they went to look for him, and as they were going to look for him, a neighbor was coming
3: down to tell her that um, he had passed. Those types of stories, they kind of stand out for me. Because it seemed kind of like unreal, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, and I I heard this from multiple sources. You know. And Janice,
2: Janice, that was in 1945. they yeah, had that big uh, photo of all the family members down.
3: Well, do, does anyone else hear somebody else say it, like I didn't know, you know, I forgot that I heard them. Yeah. Because I was so little at the time. Well, well Miss Jackson,
2: we realize you're not home, but we're not going to let you just uh, step to the side and don't provide other information we need to know. <laughs> okay. I
3: really don't have any, um, like I said, I grew up living next door to my grandmother. I was about 14 when she passed away, and I don't recall any stories or anything that she ever said about where she came from, um, Van Buren, structure or any of that. I don't know how she wound up in Little Rock, where she started a, a, a family, married and started a family, but did she come? you know, a lot of the, like, the cops, a lot of them left and a lot of them went to uh, Little Rock area. Okay. All right. Yes. I so didn't know. She did not. Um, we, I never met any of her relatives. Never met them. I feel like I met them through ancestry. <laughs> While finding them in the old census and various other documents. So, oh. my, tell you this, and this is the funny thing, I had a nephew who graduated from high school and I took him to Miami, and we were staying in a timeshare, and mm-hmm. the Jackson side of the family was having a family reunion there, and all the time I didn't pay much attention to it, and then they were getting ready to leave, and they said, come on, if, you, if it's the Jackson Valley and you riding the bus back to Smith, you need to get on the bus now, and I ran out when I heard that, and come to find out those were my mother's. My grandmother's relatives; that were, they have like frequent family reunion, and I, I do have a cousin who keeps in touch. She knows one of the Jacksons who lives in Portsmouth, Okay. Well, it has been at least thirty years since I was in Portsmouth, and I was there for I used to work for the U.S. Navy, so we were having meetings there, and. That was my only connection, and as I would drive past the sign that said Van Buren, I would always think that's where my grandmother
2: was from. Mm. For the benefit, for the benefit of people who don't know, uh, uh, Janet, could you could bring them up on this uh, catcher situation and what has transpired and what you guys are working on. Are trying to uh, find out. Uh, we knew about the land and the middle rights and all that, but also they, my understanding, did I hear from you, James, where they tore up the cemetery, the tombstone, and they threw a lot of the bodies into, I guess, the Arkansas River? No, they, they, they,
3: they, they, they did. You know, this happened, i to remember before, after the social riots, where they were trying to find ways to take the land from the Afghans. They had land they had land rights there where they would have natural gas that was being pumped to a lot of the, the land that was owned by African Americans. And they said that three guys be raped and killed this white bomb, in which everyone don't think we all know that's not true. And they had they had they all were able to have evidence to show that they were not nowhere near there but they end up killing all three of them. One they try to escape and other two were, were killed while they were in prison. And a lot of blacks tried to fight did not give up their land, which one was my grandfather in the state of Arkansas uh, decided to send in the National Guard to get them out of Fort Smith, Arkansas. And got all these people off their lands, but
0: several people were still paying taxes on that land. And somehow the right, the mineral rights funding money, you know, end up going to different people, not going to the right people, or not going to anyone. And so what we're trying to do, like a lot of other places are doing in other cities, like in, in, in California, is to
3: fix this wrong, let me just put it that way. By first recognizing that these men were innocent, and secondly recognizing that these people were taken off their land unjustly. and. And, and, and but the thing that is so positive about this whole thing. The people who were were run out of their land, they 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 went to other cities and they were prosperous. Now these were some prosperous people, and they made it in Kettere, Arkansas, and they
0: also made it in the cities that they went to. I'll give you a good example. When my left right there, you know, he, he lost everything. He was a darn good character and a darn good
3: painter. So, people were lining up, giving him money in, in the winter to do work for the summer for him. He also got to the point where he was able to open up a grocery store. I remember that, yeah. So, you know, most of the people left who had land, you know, it wasn't the end of their spirit. They didn't give up they just went out and started something else and they were successful at what they were doing. Some went to college, some came teaching at colleges, one went to California and found a good job. And they, they all seem to have gotten back on their feet. And sometimes you wonder why the story wasn't really discussed a lot. And I only can say that they were trying to focus on the positive side of working hard, trying to make them successful versus constantly talking about, you know, how unjustly they were treated. And then i come in the middle. I'm like, you should be positive, but
2: you also need to recognize what happened. Well, you might tell me you have a young man, I can mention his name, uh, Michael Anthony. He's working on his PhD on Ketcher, Arkansas, and other um, injustices done to black folks there, not only in... I catch it, but also in Helena, Arkansas back in 1918, where they had 200 black soldiers from World War I were sharecroppers, and they wanted 70% of the profit, and they wouldn't give them 70%, and 200 of them was murdered in Helena, Arkansas. And all of the history will reflect that. This young man is working on his PhD, and recently I understand people are enthusiastic uh, connecting up so if you need to get in touch with well so get in touch with me uh, my number is 816-822-8866 and uh, you can't catch that with Jenna so just try and get me. <laughs> yeah. oh.
0: uh,
3: I was going to say something about Catcher. Uh, what was real interesting about this uh, story and how my family connects into that my family's from around the same area But none of this family stories Were passed down to me I just know that my family moved To Oklahoma for some reason And they would never talk about Why they got there And me learning about uh, What happened in Catcher I I couldn't just I want to say I couldn't believe it But it was unbelievable (laughs) That it was very shocking That this even happened And I have never heard about any of this And so I think it's so important for us to talk about this to get the word out. To and, spread and, it around. And, and to be truthful, we're kinda of repeating ourselves. You know, I'm you know, I'm I'm a child of the 60s, and once, you know, the Civil Rights Act passed, we didn't talk about discrimination, we didn't talk about what was going on with us and we didn't learn from our history from the past because no one talked about it. And now history's repeating itself and it's like the younger generation is like wow you know where did this come from and it's because we didn't focus on preparing our our our, our black men. you know when you stop by the cops you know expect this you know what i mean we didn't we didn't prepare you know we didn't we thought everything was you know copacetic but the the, the, the the situation is this if you're in another country and you wasn't a certain religion or you wasn't a certain color, you'll be discriminated against too. It's just, that's just the way it is in the world. But what we have to do is sometimes remember those things to make us act better in the future. And that's, you know, if we don't do anything out of this, if we just recognize it, you know, it's like the Me Too, you know, a lot of people say, why are these women coming back 10 years from now? Because this was, this was laying heavy on their heart for 10 years. And they finally got the venue that they felt comfortable talking about it without being afraid. and we have to get that way again with talking about things that you know are not that comfortable from our past as a culture that we need to deal with you know mm-hmm. you know when 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 my, when
0: they told me that this restaurant that was sitting in a prime location on the beach in, in
3: Orange County, uh, California, and they paid that family because they basically took their property away from them. No, the, the mother and father who started the business, the grandparents or any other other who started the business, no, they probably didn't benefit from it, but the mere fact that they recognized that there was wrong and they right it, then that's a good thing, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, they've been
2: awarded either 79 or 97 million up to outside was was the Booth's family. According to the media, that's what they've been awarded. Called the clan sold Land. And this is just not true for Arkansas. Talking to people Mississippi, Oklahoma and throughout the United States. mm
3: mm-hmm. It happened all over.
2: Ms. Jackson, are we heading to your archives? <laughs> Okay, you can talk now. out. You gotta take a while, huh? You wanted to see. Well, time's Hello? up.
3: Time's up. I'm <laughs> up. Okay, there she is, She's there. Yes, I'm here. Go ahead, Miss Jackson. I'm trying to get my thoughts together here.
2: I know y'all just memorizing an, uh, Angela. She probably
3: said, "How did this happen?" What I would like to later follow up with uh, okay. Um I think you, you mentioned that you had seen my family tree, and that Aura and Ernest were your grandparents. No, so that was my cousin. That was my cousin. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, they are my grandparents, but my my cousin uh, Angela. That yeah, I. I
2: saw it and the Oh, okay. All right. Okay, somebody can talk. We don't need any dead air. Come on. Okay. So let um, uh,
3: let me just have um, um, with some of the other uh pluses with using uh ancestry uh, you guys or do you guys do the DNA part? I know my sister has and they also have connected other family members. Oh yes, I have taken a DNA test and it revealed a lot of secrets. <laughs> a lot of different family members that I did not know about. And um, it, it really connected me with people that I knew my whole entire life but I didn't know they were my family. <laughs> which, which was real crazy. It's like our great grandparents were siblings but they, they had um, changed their names because of marriage. And it's just a real wild thing. And then you find on uh, Ancestry through DNA, you find like uh, a lot of people, I shouldn't say a lot, some people whose family has passed over, okay, to being white. And it was really interesting. I don't think their grandchildren know that like grandma was part black or grandpa was part black. That creates a whole lot of confusion with these people. <laughs> it's really interesting, so I, I really do suggest people take a DNA test. It can show you where you came from and who is your family members as well. And it's just fantastic. Yes, I. This is Shirley. I enjoy working um, with Ancestry and continuing to build my tree. Um, and I've been disappointed with the number or lack of people on my mother's side, my grandmother's side, taking the, the DNA test. I don't get very um, DNA cousins. And that's the part of the family that I don't know very much about. I never knew any of them. No one ever talked about them. We didn't live near them. So I wanted to find out more about the crowns the Richardsons, the Cogs. And I have been able to, uh, I I have not gotten the DNA cousins, but I have gotten information off of uh, the ancestry hits regarding these different families. But uh, I'm hoping that more will take the DNA test. And as you mentioned, a lot of the problem comes about because the females don't use their names and it gets lost in the mix. And they get lost in the mix because they're using, they use married names. hmm Yes, and another problem that also happens that DNA helps solve is when you have like, let's say uh, you have an ancestor who died pretty young, right? They weren't able to share their story to uh, the generations, right? But if you connect with a cousin, they might have a story that you never heard in your life. Even, even if it's a, a distant cousin, they might you might share the same ancestor that they were able to pass the story down to their line, through their line, and it, it really brings people together. It does. Mhm. Absolutely. I just love this stuff.
2: <laughs> but you know, ladies and gentlemen, once again we're about out of time and what the people say if you want somebody to get in touch with you how can they do so and we got a lot to come because the story is still untold about catcher and other shows that you will listen to and learn from on Guess who's coming to Kansas city and who's going to be the first one to tell people how they can be reached if they want to be reached
3: well you can always reach me through mc richardson to give you my contact information
2: well, they're gonna work me to death, aren't they? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, same, I guess. Same thing with uh, cousin Hammond. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Angela? I
3: think it's easier for you since you um, put your number out there, so you know how to contact me.
2: Okay. And totally, um, I agree. And uh, what about what about Angela?
3: You just
2: said it. You just said it. Oh, okay.
3: But well, I'm saying through you, you you're that you you're you know, oh, okay or connect through the sending a message over to um uh Hot Radio.com
2: and, and, and then get it to it. Okay, here is the other thing, like uh uh next week we're gonna uh, have a special uh recognition for Asian Americans or Asian, that's going to be on the show next week with uh, Judge Martina uh, Peterson and Attorney Rona Holland um, Hughes. We got good shows every week, so be sure to turn on and do in. And I want to thank all of you and the listeners, and also United you Minority know, Media Association is as a membership organization, and we welcome your uh, invitation to become a member, and you can I can be reached at 816-822-8866, and the person that made this show possible, come on in, our folks, and then also our engineer who did a good uh, job today. I'm afraid I uh, couldn't do it that good a good job, Mr. Uh, Richardson, because we had trouble broadcasting, but I have it all recorded, and I will put it on all the venues uh, as soon as we are done with the show.
4: Okay. com and go to our, our podcast library and we thank you for joining tell a friend, and a and let's say
2: again especially com and by the way we are in the radio right around the world okay and uh, all our people and we'll, we'll be hearing from you again we're not going to let you just I talk for five minutes uh, and I hope they forget my name or my phone number because that ain't possible but good luck and have a uh, Oh, coming up next week, is that, uh, well, yeah, next weekend is Memorial uh, Weekend, isn't it? Yes, it is. Okay. So thanks, everybody, for being a good guest. And thank all of your listeners out there, too. And we're out of here.
3: All right, bye. 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 Bye.